Hi, this is David from Wedding Business Growth. Wedding Business Growth is committed to helping you succeed in the wedding and events industry and grow your business in a sustainable way. Thank you for tuning into Wedding Business Growth Podcast. And now stay tuned for part two of this episode. Maybe just so I, I know uh, Luke kind of gave you a pretty good uh, background, but maybe just some of your experience, um, you know, I know you did some of the filming. <laughs> Um, maybe just talk a little bit about that experience and, and everything that's going on. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, part of the whole process was getting, um, you know, a, a good plan in place, which Erica and Kate and, uh, Megan and Faith that are not part or couldn't, couldn't, uh, participate tonight, but, um, uh, Megan Peters, she's actually, um, you know, uh, taking a class tonight. So she couldn't join us uh, after her long day. But um, they, you know, they've spent a lot of time on the back end, you know, uh, working all, you know, a good plan so that the the state, as you've you know heard on many levels, the state uh, could look at our, you know, our our uh, uh, our industry in a more detailed way and understand that, you know, it's not all about, you know, not every minute is everybody hugging and kissing and like rubbing up against each other. So that that was, you know, the social distancing is the biggest, you know, one of the biggest concerns, and obviously uh, having some you know, the health and safety of, of our, our clients and guests is, is, is what I think everybody wants to, you know, have a successful event without, you know, any kind of these super spreaders or people getting ill. So having a phased approach, looking at numbers and understanding science and doing all these things that we normally don't do in our industry and in our everyday lives, right. was super important. But, um, you know, Erica and I talked way back early on and, you know, a lot of people have done a lot of legwork in our, in our local market um, that has been, you know, really important to getting to the stage that we are now. Um, You know, we always want to be 10, 10 steps ahead of, of where we are, but we feel like we're a couple of steps ahead, you know, or, or a little bit further ahead anyway, with the inroads that we've made and, connections politically to potentially get audiences and be heard. Um, I mean, it's not just a psychological thing. We don't just want to be heard and patted on the head. We want to come come up with real solutions with, you know, with everything and, and, and really put together the tools that are needed. So uh, the written processes were important. We put that together, sent it off to them. Uh, Luke and his conversations with, you know, uh, public officials have said, look, we've got this process. We know what we're doing. You know, let us go. You know, we'd like to make a video and we'd like to do this. And they were like, oh, video. That sounds great. You know, so it was weird how, you, you know, you keep throwing things at the wall and then something sticks. So, yes, it was. You know, yeah, what, you know, what, what do they say about success? 90 percent of it is just showing up. So you show up, you keep doing things and eventually something sticks and they listen to you and and so on. So for anybody out there that's listening, don't give up, come up with ideas, implement them, make the phone calls. Remember, these public officials are, you know, they're there to work for you. So don't think of it as, um, you know, we have to adhere to all these rules. You know, many and one of the examples that happened in the restaurant industry uh, up in our little Italy called Federal Hill of, of Rhode Island was they formed an association or they do have a, a, an association of their own. And they were able to, you know, say, hey, you know what, Governor, this is what we're going to do. We're going to get everybody on board. We're going to have processes and contact trace and sit people and do this and that um, and then bring dining outside. And you know what? We're going to close off portions of the street and we're going to extend our dining rooms out into the street. Right. And now Atwell's Avenue for anybody that knows Rhode Island is a a pretty busy road. Um, It's already fairly congested, even when it's fully open and they shut it down in the summer so that restaurants could extend their dining rooms outdoors um, and past the sidewalks. And they phase this out. So, 
we said, okay, they're pretty bold. They're coming up with plans. They're, they're doing things. Um, you know, let's do the same. Let's come up with a plan that works. And like Kate and Erica and, and Luke's kind of, uh, uh, you know, mentioned, you, you know, the Department of Health, unfortunately, you know, and I, it could be different in different states, but our Department of Health came back to us in October and said, yeah, there's like 48 cases. That's all they could find. And that was after, you know, Erica was banging on their door with emails and going, give me information. And they were like, oh, no, hold on. I don't have anything. Remember that's how it started. They not find anything. They said, no, I don't have, we don't keep track. And then a week later they said, we found it. We have it. Yeah. Which is kind of mind blowing on some levels. And as, as, as people that, I mean, we're not lobbyists, we're not politicians. We're not, you know, we don't work in those circles. You know, we're here to create, amazing events and participate in creating amazing events for our clients. Right. Um, and then end of November is when we got, uh, uh, or I'm sorry, end of December is when we got like that 94 number, um, you know, from July to, you know, October and their, their contact tracing. So anyway, long and the short of it, you know, this video is, is, um, uh, hopefully a hurdle that will help, uh, not only bring our industry to that standard. So using what the restaurants did and they didn't even produce a video, they just kind of went out and did their own thing, but, uh, we were fortunate that, you know, our public officials were excited about it. So we said, all right, cool. We'll latch on to that. Let's create that. And then it also helps kind of create a standard and unify. So part of what our mission is with RickWeb is also to get everybody on the same page. Because one of the things that were constantly being talked about over the summer, and I don't know about other markets, was, oh, hey, I worked a wedding and this caterer did that. And that DJ did this. And, you know, that photographer was doing that. And they were wearing masks, but those weren't. And what's the rule and it's like, okay, there aren't rules. There's best practices. Mm-hmm. And best practices weren't being followed. Because, I mean, obviously, if you have a pandemic going on, you should, you know, wear a mask, you know, especially if you're working the event. You know, I don't think just like anybody that would have any other type of cold flu, any other type of viral disease that could transmit it, you don't want to get your loved ones sick. You don't want to get your clients sick. I mean, you stay home. I mean, it's kind of common sense even prior to COVID. Um, you know, use some common sense, you know, applications to it, but, you know, putting it in writing, putting it into a template that can be presented was, um, you know, uh, I think a, a big step in what, you know, a huge goal for, for us and, and being able to have that shoot today and, and, and get it done was, uh, was gratifying. Obviously it's always a lot of work, but very gratifying and, you know, having a, I mean, it's going to be a safety training video. It's not going to be anything super you know, glossy or glamorous. I mean, you know, Nick, I mean, this stuff yeah. is like getting the information out is what really the goal of, of it and having all the eyes and lawyers and every department look at it and sign off and go, yeah, that's cool. I mean, again, we don't know what to what extent that's going to be, but at least it puts us as an industry in our market on the same page with a set of, you know, standards to follow. And hopefully what'll happen is with all this testing, the Binex testing going, being reported back to, the Department of Health, they're going to go, oh, look at this. We we had 10 weddings this weekend and we only had one positive case. That person went home, didn't infect anyone else. And repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat. And hopefully by, and that's, I mean, obviously we're in our, there's nothing going on right now. And I mean, maybe a couple of weddings happening through the month of January or February in our market, but not very many. So we're hoping as, you know, some of these smaller weddings happen and the reporting gets back, we can go, Hey, see, we're good. Let us do what we do. We know how to do it. We understand logistics. We understand events. We understand managing people. 
both emotionally and physically. Uh, it's what we do. It's what we all do on some yeah. levels. I mean, you know, it falls under different hats, um, you know, a little more heavily than others, but we're all equally responsible for the success of an event. And that's, you know, as a videographer at an event, you know, if I piss off the bride early on in the day, guess what? She doesn't forget that. And she gets a chip on her shoulder. And then all of a sudden she goes, oh, look at that flower. That's not the right color. And oh, my hair and oh, my makeup and oh, that plate. And now she is, he or she, I mean, I'm not excluding one or the other, is going to be noticing all the irregularities of the day instead of being in a great mood and just loving everything and not noticing the little things that can potentially go wrong on a wedding day. So again, participating in that happiness and, and the smoothness of a day is, is what we all know and want to want to get back to, I think. But anyway, I digress. And one of the things, uh, Nick, too, the great thing about once this video is complete, not only can it serve a purpose here in Rhode Island, but can be yep. a kind of a platform for other states that can use this to their advantage. And I think that's going to be one of the things that we can help others that are kind of going through the same struggle as we are. You know, they can use this as a platform in their own, you know, cities and towns. And, uh, you know, Mike mentioned that this is a training video, but, you know, we, we have a lot of footage that he captured from today. And the second video that we're looking to eventually produce uh, is going to be a consumer confidence piece and kind of give more of the brides a perspective, like, we can have a great wedding. We can keep you safe. We are here waiting for you with open arms. We want you to, you know, celebrate love. So. I think that's going to be, again, between both videos, I mean, if we can't get where we want, then we're, I mean, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Is I think the two videos, the emotion, the uh, the ability to, you know, see it uh, is, is great. And um, I, I think when I show the video, I, when I show one of these, I, I, um, no, the one of the media clips, uh, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. more of what they saw. And I think right. it's great to see it from their perspective. And then again, once Mike actually puts together the actual training video, you'll see, you know, again, more of the training aspect. But um, just as an aside, Luke, I just saw before we got on a post from our, our mock groom today, Michael stated that yes. the Lincoln Center has gotten um, word of what we did today. And they're interested in talking to us about how to implement these protocols for their for their business, which is you wow. know arts and, and public events, I think when we, go, it's great. when we put this phased action plan together as a planner, I am thinking about every component that's taking going on in the event and touching every aspect of it, and still trying to keep the emotion of it. Like these are still people's weddings, yeah. you know, people are still getting married. There's still a part of you want to keep it not so much masks all the time or bride and groom wear like there's just certain elements that you want to at least keep the emotion in on it so when we put this phase action plan together i really wanted to showcase and we all talked about it and we all came up with good points every touch point so it's like ceremony to cocktail and dancing and you know going back to the numbers and doh they were like oh no cocktail hours super spreaders but I asked them a nice question simply put you don't have data to back it up to know that that's how that spreads so give us a chance to show you. And then that's kind of all like putting our action plan into showing into a video to show everybody how we can make events safe is our goal. And I think everybody here did an amazing job of capturing that. And it's great to see it kind of come to life too, yes. because it's important to know that we're trying to keep everybody safe, but also keep a little bit of normalcy in with that too. 
because it is important and it's a one-time deal so yeah absolutely you, you don't want it to be this transactional robotic type of thing it's a wedding it is romantic it is it is supposed to be beautiful so no i love what you're doing i think that's honestly a, a perfect segue to kind of start to show some of these clips luke uh if if you want to get those ready we can i can toss them up here uh, guys, if you have any questions, uh, we've, we've got an amazing group of people here tonight. Uh, feel free to throw, their, throw your questions out. And, um, wedding. Uh, oh. uh, yeah. <laughs> it's so excited it wants to go. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, so uh, feel free to enjoy this. Enjoy this little clip, guys. I mean, this is absolutely amazing stuff. And, uh, and if you have any questions, again, just throw them in the chat there and event professionals is getting creative to prove a point. Today, the coalition hosted a mock wedding to show how these professionals can work while following the state's restrictions. 12 News reporter Brittany Schaefer was at the Newport wedding, uh, wedding, and she joins us now from Ocean Cliff to explain how the process works. Well, the mock wedding mimicked the real event with a ceremony, reception, and cocktail hour. But before it all, all guests and vendors received a rapid COVID-19 test, then waited in their car, and then got their results, like this one here. Here comes the bride and a COVID safety officer. You are COVID safety officer, Erin. The Coalition of Wedding and Event Professionals hosting a mock wedding to show Rhode Island I do's can be done with I don'ts to spreading COVID-19. A lot of us got butterflies when we woke up this morning. The Coalition partnered with Rhode Island Commerce to film the mock wedding. The video will be given to other venues to show how to host an event safely during a pandemic. When it became clear that there was no money, there was not enough money for grants and funding, we realized that we had to get the weddings going again. It's going to allow us to put together really a staple for our entire industry on the, the correct procedures and being able to make all of this happen. Vendors and guests start by getting a rapid Binax Now COVID test, then wait in their cars for the results. After getting a negative result, guests attend the ceremony, cocktail hour, and reception while wearing a mask and distancing. Masks can be taken off when seated at a table similar to restaurants. There is also a COVID safety officer who will ensure rules are followed during the reception like no dancing. The mock bride and groom have been dating for over four years and tell me they felt safe with the precautions. What's most important is that you're surrounded by the ones that love you the most um, and the precautions are there to really make you feel a lot safer. The fact that everybody in this room today has a negative COVID test was real yeah, as it could it, be. It feels, it feels like magic and yeah. I think that's that's what you need right now. And Acosta says the next step is talking with the governor about easing restrictions for catered events to the same restrictions that restaurants currently have. She says her hope is this training video will help make those changes happen by March. In Newport, I'm Brittany Schaefer, 12 News. Job. I mean, round of applause. I mean, that's that's absolutely <laughs> incredible. Good guys. job. Awesome. Yeah, we got some comments here. What a great mock wedding today yeah absolutely i mean this is, this is breaking news this is breaking news uh, you're doing some great stuff we are is breaking news. it's over <laughs> so many so many of my couples are excited to see this on the news tonight great job nice. i mean it, it's amazing what you got i i can't even put it into words uh luke did you want to show the other clip as well sure let's let's give it let's yeah. give it keep it rolling luke yeah, for sure. <laughs> Here we go. All right. COVID-19 pandemic is getting some support from the state of Rhode Island. Wedding vendors put on a mock wedding today to demonstrate how they can make accommodations for safe celebrations. NBC 10's Lindsay DeLucia shows us some of their plans. 
Saying I do is still doable, even with COVID restrictions. We can do safe events and that we can hopefully up the uh, capacity. After a wedding washout in 2020, these event planners are determined to get back on track in 2021. People who showed up to the Ocean Cliff Hotel today in Newport were welcomed by Binax Now Rapid Tests. The event, a mock wedding, put on by the Rhode Island Coalition of Wedding and Event Professionals. They planned it all out from start to finish with a video crew funded by the state to capture it. I think video is going to allow us to put together really a staple for our entire industry on the, the correct procedures. I applaud Commerce Rhode Island, the Department of Business Regulation, and the Department of Health for reaching out and working with us, creating this great partnership to get this done together. A socially distanced ceremony, a seated cocktail hour, and about 25 vendors playing the part of guests and family members. First, we'd like to introduce you to our COVID safety officer, Erin. Also, uh, if you could please keep your masks on at all times, unless you are seated. And then finally, unfortunately, there is no dancing, but we encourage you to enjoy the music at your table. Just a first dance for now for the bride and groom with the hope of integrating more as the year goes on. And even though it was a mock wedding, the food and cocktails were real. And so was the love. It's weird. It's crazy. It's awesome. Real life couple Paige and Michael have worked in the wedding industry for years. We worked for almost every single person in this room. They thought what better way of helping their industry battle back. I so got happy. the call from Luke. We looked at each other and said, yes, like 100% we want to be part of this. And while none of the current COVID guidelines on big events in Rhode Island have changed yet. Organizers of today's event say the instructional video they made will serve as a roadmap for weddings this year. Reporting in Newport, Lindsay DeLucia, NBC 10 News. All right, Lindsay, intro. The right place. <laughs> Again, amazing. Round of applause. I saw, I saw uh, Ken. I saw Ken in there. That was awesome. Yeah, uh, that's so cool. I mean, I got to just ask, how does it feel? I mean, this is real. Like this became, this. these were ideas and thoughts and plans and to see it kind of materialize into what it is i mean how you gotta tell me how that feels well it's it's i i'll do you mind if i jump in sure a little yeah, bit? yeah open so, floor i i mean it does feel great and again hats off to in a few little takeaways for anybody listening you know treat this like a business treat what you're doing like a business and you know luke took the time and with you know with obviously meg's help and and erica's help putting together a press release sending it out to the press getting the traction and to get so those two news stories were the top two news stations in our market, okay? They're the most watched in our market. So, to, you know, for Kate, for Erica, for myself, for, you know, any of us that are associated with this, our clients are seeing it. It builds up our brand. It builds up our reputation. And it builds confidence in us that we're trying to do the right thing, number one, and, and so on. So, you know, a, a takeaway for anybody trying to do anything, um, you know, make sure that you, you take those right steps. Uh, put out a press release. I mean, it only takes, I mean, it might take you an hour or so to write it, but, and it doesn't have to look beautiful, but send it out to your, to, you know, to news stations and then follow up with a phone call, give them enough time. I mean, anything COVID-19 related right now is in the news cycle. Like every news station wants to report on this. So it's a great way to get some, some good press. Um, and it does feel great to be, you know, kind of, um, justified in what we're doing and 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 really having the uh you know the kudos brought on by the new stations and and then having you know our couples you know see what we're doing so yeah really yeah. awesome and and nick this i mean this just aired about probably three hours ago and 
within the first, I'd say, 60 minutes of it being aired. And like Mike said, on the two top news channels, you know, in our state, I honestly had about half a dozen couples text me saying, we just saw what you did. We have some confidence. So, you know, I didn't even share this with the team yet. Like, so it, it, it's only been three hours and it's already working. Our video isn't even out yet. Right. So, yeah. um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's an amazing field. So and I'm sure everyone feels the same way. It's, it's, it's so great. It's a win so far. But that's the byproduct of PR and, and news coverage, which is, I mean, you're, you're literally getting a three minute story on two major stations that would probably would have cost you tens of thousands of dollars to get on the air. So right. it's, that's it's a really good point. Great, great, uh, great, um, you know, uh, a great way to end the day. I mean, it just adds additional kudos to our good feeling, you know? Yeah. yeah. Start. We have to implement it now and put it into action. And that's our yeah. next hurdle. And just as an aside, Brittany, who is the uh, reporter for Channel 12, oh, 12 yeah. has moved her wedding twice. Yeah. She's oh. a COVID bride who's re rescheduled twice, and she's due to be married in September. She's in Vermont. She's not in Rhode Island. But still, she's very interested in, in all of this. Oh. So it's great to have that coverage. Definitely. definitely. Yeah, and, and, and our other reporter, actually, from Channel 10, Lindsay, was supposed to get married in 2020 um, mm -hmm. in, I believe, New Hampshire, and she had to move it um, as well. So yeah, both, both reporters. So uh, yeah, they both under understand. Yeah, I was and, just about to say. And a third bride that participated today, um, uh, uh, Jillian, uh, yeah. who is yeah. with the Department of Commerce, um, yeah. her and Sam. So they're part of the uh, they're part of a team with the rollout of you know the testing and the procedural testing for. Um, you know, businesses uh, and uh, for the special events with us, she moved her wedding twice, but then event or once, and then eventually got married towards the end of the year last year. So it, it, keep in mind that, you know what, everybody participating at or working in our, you know, in, in our fields or in, in associated fields, our brides and grooms getting married. So they also feel the heartache and, and also uh, will understand where we're coming from and what we're trying to accomplish and, and, you know, do their best to put us in a good light. And that's really important. It's also yeah. just giving back the excitement. You know, I've had brides say numerous times they're not excited anymore. Yeah, you know, yeah. It, you're it's right. Been, it's been hurtful. It's been stressful. They're just not excited. So that's what I want to do we, with this video and knowing that there's light at the end of the tunnel and we're going to open back up. It's going to be safe and we can move forward is really what I'm looking forward to and being able to share that. And that day is going to be still everything that you had that the bride had hoped and dreamed of. Yeah, I, I think that's that's amazing. So we got some comments that kind of rolled in here. Let's just dive into these real quick. Uh, Corey, very well done. Uh, I hope I'm not the only one in Michigan watching this. Hey, that's really <laughs> awesome. And start working in your local market. I mean, like they like they talked about. Um, I mean, your your people, your in, in your government, your local government. Like they said, they work for you. So go to them. I know I see Mike shaking his head there. Uh, you talked about press releases. I mean, there's all kinds of things. Maybe uh, just some, how can, how can people who are watching this maybe in a different market, where do they get started? What's we the started with thing? a rally to get the press attention, which yeah. put pressure on the government. Okay. Yeah, yeah so I mean, the biggest thing is you need to get together with people that are like-minded, that wanna, uh, that you're gonna have to put some time into this. It's not going to happen, and you need help. I mean, you one person can't do it, two people yeah. can't do it. You need a team. Start a coalition. 
Yeah. And, and then the biggest thing is, is put some goals together. What are your goals and objectives? You know, uh, and I think, you know, the good thing about us is we've got, we've got a blueprint already out. So we're, you know, we're happy to help sure. uh, go to our page, rickweb.org. We've got our, our plans and process. You can see our, our press releases. So if you want to see how our press releases were, were written, you can see them. They are right on there for public view. Uh, there are lists of all the people that have signed up and, and you can see we have a form that everyone has to sign that agrees to our terms of our procedures that we are implementing. Um, I mean, there's so much, I'm sorry. And too, we did the petition. Yes, we have a petition that was signed. So start a petition in your area. Um, you know, we've got that online as well. Uh, and also all the, all the press clips that have happened over the last year, they're all online as well. So, I mean, I mean, we've started it. So you, I mean, we're, yeah, yep. we're happy. If you want to use what we've done to, as, a, as a foundation, um, do that. I mean, you're going to have to go out and, and get all your press, uh, find out. I, I did a Google search and started looking for a local press and I found lists online and I just honestly took all the lists of all the people's names. Um, and then I actually was working with our Lieutenant governor, uh, and they had a media list. And so, because they were working closely, so I got that media list and use that. And um, I mean, we've got promotion from the Boston Globe. We've got promotion from, I mean, local media. From we the have city. promotion from um, the NPR. USA Today picked it up as wow. well as Fox Business News. So it's a small spark can start a large flame. Wow. Man, Which I ironically, I, I didn't, I don't know if you guys saw um, my email the other day. Um, and I gotta find it now. Um, but there was a while you're finding it, Luke. Erica even made the front page of our, you know, Providence oh, yes. Journal, which is the yes. largest red, largest <laughs> red um, newspaper in, in the state of Rhode Island. So I mean, you know, again, it's uh, every every from that first rally that that the night after our rally, every major you know every news station, all the major news stations in our market covered it. We had you know online press, so. Uh, written stories on on different websites and then you know the print press it's all helped and and we've all gotten feedback from our clients you know because of it on on different levels but it, it's that also i mean we're not uh, fyi we're not saying this i think to brag on our accomplishments we're saying it because for politicians to listen to you they have they they have to know that the media is covering you and they also know that the public is now reading what the media is putting out. So, you know, Ooh, one of the, yeah. you know, one of the obstacles, little hurdles that we hit through the process was, you know, Luke and Erica were reaching out to our, you know, to, to, to commerce and, you know, to different officials and, you know, at our, at, we were getting nowhere. The governor at our weekly press, at her weekly press conferences, three times. Uh, you know, yeah, three times said, Oh, we're meeting with them. We're meeting with them. And we're going like, when was that meeting? Because we weren't at it. I mean, there was communication happening with different people in different departments with us. But, you know, our goals weren't being met. We weren't being heard. And after that rally, things totally changed. It's, it, it was like a tidal wave kind of started to flow. It was, you know, we had a little bit of trickles of water of like, oh, they exist, but they really don't matter, was the, the feeling that we were getting. But then after that first rally, there really was a, a much a larger dialogue that, that, that started to take place. Um, and, you know, that helped. So, and don't forget and to remind your, your politicians of how valuable your this revenue is to the state. Yes, we did absolutely. a lot of tallies. We asked all of our coalition members to tally up what they had lost in business yeah. revenue and 
what tax dollars are now missing from the state of Rhode Island as a result of closing these weddings now. And I, mean, I think the rallies too, I mean, we learned, we had to learn a lot. I mean, we were like, all right, how do we do this? You know, who do we have to call and what, you know, I had to be on a call with um, the, the city and, you know, the fire and police departments and public works. Getting permits. Yeah. And then actually it was funny because we, um, a couple days before Christmas, well, about three days before Christmas, um, we did a rally December 22nd. And literally that was on a Tuesday on Friday in the late afternoon. I don't know. I got this epiphany and I was talking and I'm like, let's do a rally Tuesday. And, and everyone was like, all right. And they didn't think I was serious. And then all of a sudden yeah. I literally, yeah. an hour, I had all of like the speakers. I had the Lieutenant governor. I had, I called up the, the local, um, the person I was dealing with for the, for it. And I didn't think we were going to get it. And it, sure enough, boom, it all happened literally that day. I had to, I, there was, there was so much snow on the ground. I had to go to um, Home Depot and grab uh, a shovel and I'm literally shoveling and everything up. Oh my God, look who made it. Yes! <laughs> What's up guys? David, wait a minute. How you doing, man? <laughs> good, good to see you guys. I was watching, I was watching you guys all the way home, man. You guys are freaking killing it. Yeah. Just killing it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank I you. love Thank hearing what you guys are doing. Thank you. It's Thanks, uh, Dave. It's uh, and, and one of the things I wanted to throw out there too, I got an email from the American Marriage Ministries um, and they said, we wanted to reach out to you. We think it's an incredible idea and a valuable tool for wedding officiants and other event professionals to help them stay safe and follow local policies with clarity and ease. So they're really in support. Is there any way we can help collaborate with you to help promote the special training wow. and information? Um, so this was mm -hmm. Jessica Levy and she's again, part of this. I, I, I don't know how she, how she heard of us um that is going to be one of my questions but i mean that's the thing we the, all these different groups and organizations you can use this this yeah. is something that can benefit everybody and uh again today we proved it you know today we proved we can keep people safe we had 40 again 42 people um negative tests and if they had a positive test i mean we had uh we had you know but we, we, knew, we knew what we had to do we did run in some it's ironic one of the things that we came into is i i got there we set up I set up a tent outside the um, heaters. We're ready to go. National Guard comes. Now, by the way, National Guard will not show up at weddings. They came because they wanted to train us. And so they wanted to make sure we knew what we were doing and because we were doing the filming. But when it comes to an actual event, National Guard will not be there. So when the National Guard shows up, he looks at his phone and he says, it's 32 degrees out. These tests can only be outside if it's 35 or higher. So right at, right there, we're like, all right, we need to find plan B. And I mean, it, we had to go and quick wit and figure out a whole new way to get people in. So if you saw in the video, there were people inside getting tested. That was the early people. And then we actually did for the testing of the video, we had to mock it, you know, have a mock setup of them, you know, coming through. So there was actually some of the video you may have seen too. So we had to, I mean, we know it's professionals and, and we have to adapt. I mean, Erica's a planner. She knows uh, Kate. I mean, we're all, we all in some aspect always have to adjust to our environment. That was our first hurdle at the very beginning. Um, but I mean, we, we, we made it through it and learn, learning that. Yeah. At 35 degrees or less, you don't have to worry about that down in Florida there, boys. <laughs> not too often. Yeah. Maybe a little bit uh, this upcoming week actually, but no. yeah, not too often. But um, <laughs> You're right. We live by, you know, planners and, and myself is always a problem. You just got to find the solution and quickly. 
Yeah. And that's what you guys did. Absolutely. Can I just throw something in sure. real quick? Uh, you know, just real quick for those that watch and those that know that we jump on Clubhouse right after the show, we'll still do that tonight. We usually have it scheduled for nine o'clock, which was, well, seven minutes ago, but we'll still be jumping on Clubhouse afterwards. Yeah. So if you guys are on Clubhouse, join us for the after talk show if you're able to do that. And we'll try to see if we can round up Luke and a couple of these fine folks to join us on there for a little bit. Definitely. Yeah, we had some comments come through here too. Uh, just I haven't call. broken the cherry, by the way, with, with Clubhouse yet. Uh, Mike and, and Kate are definitely signed up. I don't uh, yeah. um, I'm try, I'm trying to get them on, but we'll see. Well, maybe we can convince them to jump on for a few minutes. Well, we need you. If we, anyone needs an invite, I got you. Oh, wow. Oh, by the way, yeah, they, they just gave me three new invites today. Yeah. So if you need an invite, I got three new ones. Yep. Yeah. Sorry, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, oh yeah, you're good. Uh, just a comment that came through here. Uh, she said she was super impressed with everything we are, we are doing in Rhode Island, and it all sounds very reassuring. Uh, and that's from California, so that's really, really awesome to hear. And then uh, Rob says, uh, if states don't allow uh, dancing, we'll see another push with couples doing backyard weddings this year. Uh, couples just won't buy doing their wedding without right. checking. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, definitely. In our phased action plan, too, we did address the dancing portion of it. And our phased action plan kind of corresponds with our percentile at that moment in time. And we did incorporate dancing in some way, shape, or form, whether that's mask wearing or pod dancing or outside dancing, weather permitted, because we knew that was important and he's 110% correct. Yeah. Um, we want to alleviate the backyard weddings because we don't have control of what could happen or what could spread. So we did take that into consideration in our phase action plan. And that's a big point to, to throw out there. And that's what we are going to be pushing with the Department of Health and DBR and all the other organizations is that, listen, we can do it safely and structured. If yeah. you don't let us get some looser restrictions, these people are going to do them in their own backyards where they're not regulated, where things are going to go, where they're going to have a buffet and people are going to do their own thing. And so let us do what we need to do. So we did today, so even though it's not allowed, we were able to do it for um, for vision and um, uh, you know video purposes. We did what we, we call our pod dancing. So basically here's a table and next to the table, that table would dance. So far at the same table across the way, they, they danced and they were next to them. So we did overall um, show that and we're hoping that we can, again, keep adding. Okay, we've added 50 people at your wedding. You guys are still safe. We, we're at 100 people. You guys are still safe. We're at 150. Wow, you guys just keep killing it. We can give you pod dancing. Let's keep, And that's what we're hoping to keep uh, pushing forward with. So Rob's right with dancing. Um, we're hoping we can do pod dancing. I will say... There are some people, and, and I mentioned this on a, um, a uh, radio call that I was on the other day. There are three reasons why, for the most part, people are going to keep their wedding dates you know, now or earlier than later and not wait till all the restrictions are loose. One is they've, they've uh, postponed their weddings two, three times, and they're done. They're COVID out. They don't want to change, and they're going to deal with whatever it is. They just want to get it over with, to be honest with you. And it's, it sucks that they have to even feel that way. Yeah. Um, number two... Others want to just, they want to have a family and they keep, you know, pushing it off and waiting another year. It's like, I don't want to do that. I want to start a family now. So right. you've got those people that are just going to do whatever it takes. And, uh, and know maybe again, down the road, they'll have a, a year celebration, a two year celebration, five year, whatever it may be. Uh, and then the third is unfortunate as well, but there are a lot of families that have, you know, um, you know, par parents who are sick or relatives who are not going to make it another year. So they are doing these weddings to make sure that they can be part of it and inclusive. So there are weddings that are taking place now that they don't care whether there is dancing or not. They are going to do whatever it takes, um, you know, and, and then there are the ones that are just like, yeah, I'm going to wait until my dream wedding is happens the way I want it. 
Uh, and then they're going to be the ones in between. But we are hoping that with what we are doing, we can start moving that uh, that level up. Yeah, absolutely. And Nancy says, well done. Thank you for the task force for making constructive noise. And that's exactly what you got to do. man, you should be so proud of yourselves for yeah, sure. No Thank doubt. You. Thank you, Nancy. Well, the goal, I, I mean, just to add one other thing too quick to, to Luke's comment is also as a coalition, we want to be recognized and have a list on our website and, and not necessarily get pre preferential treatment, but say, you know what, if you're having your wedding at this venue with this group of people, you're going to get another 25% capacity because what they're doing is best practices. It's going to keep everybody safe and, and allow, you know, growth in, in the industry or, or forward progression in the industry. So, you know, and that's what you have to advocate just to follow up on what Luke was saying, um, you know, with this whole concept of backyard weddings, if we don't get open soon, as I said earlier, most of our clients are not from this area. They're driving, you know, a hundred plus miles to get here. Their states are open. So all that revenue will go to their state instead of our state. New Hampshire's mm -hmm. open, Vermont's at 75, Connecticut's open. It's, you know, we're, a lot of our clients are saying Charleston, yeah. There's 500 person events down there, Florida, same thing. They're saying, well, mm -hmm. you know, we're not going to come to Newport this summer. We're just going to do it home, do it at right. our, at our home, at home. So that's a huge loss for our state. We don't want to see that. Definitely not. Definitely that's not. That's a huge point. Um, and uh, uh, Suzanne says, I danced in a pod today. So much fun. Uh, if you don't want a boring wedding, don't invite boring guests. That is not <laughs> right. Good advice. Good advice. <laughs> she is not boring at all. Do you have, is, is Megan there? Did she pop in by chance? She messaged. She just put a comment in. There's Megan, are you with us? Yeah, I'm here. Ah. Oh, Megan made it. Megan made it. I was sneaking. I know. I really am in the dark. I just came downstairs after a million different Zoom meetings, and I was like, all right, I got to watch this at least. <laughs> That's our rock star making things pretty and PDFs and everything and thoughts and processes. Hence my class in web design and typography tonight. <laughs> So yeah, Megan is uh, on our task force as well. Um, I'm, I'm glad she got to sneak in and, and now she's been like in between uh, the wedding mock wedding today. She was doing class. I mean, she uh, I mean, she's crazy. She works for a Rockstar Limo and they actually have um, transportation here and in Florida. Where, where are they? Na is it Naples? Yeah, Naples. Naples. Okay, very cool. This is down in Florida as well. So um, yeah, I mean, maybe uh, Megan, if you want to just share, I they should have they should have chose Tampa because they could have just transported a couple of buses down there and made them <laughs> right quick. exactly. Well, uh, we do own Rob Gronkowski's buses, so maybe all right. Uh, well, we don't we'll want lob them. there he for you. Them. We rent. They're going to be thanks, needing thanks, you. Thanks, They're going to be needing you in a couple of weeks, Megan. I'm surprised <laughs> they haven't taken them back yet. <laughs> He, well, he's got all his New England gear in it. You know, he's he's got to he's going to have right. to maybe if they win the Super Bowl, he'll converted over so he'll we'll still say, uh, have sorry, to fight people note. up here though so mm. yeah he'll make two more for uh he'll make two more for tampa naples area yeah they'll get more use down there than up here yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so i mean i i definitely think um i mean again i, I we didn't get to talk to megan much but megan definitely she's the one that made all of our our um our events and everything that we printed out amazing like the presentation <laughs> all the graphics all the layout the graphics, everything you know? the website she updated all like she put on the um 
so if you go to the coalition page, I mean, she put up all the um, the material. I mean, so she was she was a rock star just in that alone. Behind the scenes, yeah, marketing side. That's she didn't want to come on. This year I did not. End. I kept telling her, I'm like, just show up, just come on. And <laughs> you know, you know what we need to do though. We need to find two more people in the coalition so this can look legit like the Brady Bunch. Right. 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 We're so yeah. close to uh, we're so close to getting the Brady Bunch on here, man. We we might need to find a couple people to bring on with us. And, uh, <laughs> we have faith, you know, we have wish faith would have uh, been able to come on but she wasn't able to join us but uh no. we would have had faith and then david and nick you could have just split yourselves up and you would have been <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. i i am almost i am almost assured that big earn is probably out there and he probably would volunteer oh, to do uh, the same. Earn, i haven't seen many comments from big earn you, you guys haven't met big earn but uh he's he's uh he's amazing this guy the comments he comes back on which is great uh there he is there he is uh <laughs> Uh, by the way, Kate, I, I don't know if you know, but uh, David actually has been to Ocean Cliff. And, yeah, he's been to Ocean Cliff. We uh, we was that when me, you, and and Raymar, our one of the DJ, our friends, DJ, who passed away. Yeah. We went there and took some pictures um, by the uh, the arbor there, and uh, we it was funny because I think it was you and Eric and me and, and Eric went. We were all pretending we were getting married at the altar there. We just <laughs> nobody even knew there was nothing going on. We just literally showed up, and I'm like, I'm sure about that. You weren't disturbing any of my guests, or no, no, ma'am, not at all. Good. And what, what's funny? What's funny is when I was coming home and I was safely watching y'all on uh, on video as I was driving home. Uh, I was safely watching y'all. <laughs> And uh, the the clip came up, and I, as soon as I saw that, I was like, "Oh, I've been there before." <laughs> yeah, David got married there. <laughs> yep. Our marriage didn't last very long, though. Me, me, and Eric didn't stay married very long. I mean, I, don't, I think we—I don't even think we lasted a day. No, it's it's because he's from Pittsburgh, so that's probably why. Thank you for listening to part two of this episode. Be sure to tune in next time for part three on the Wedding Business Growth Podcast.